welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Carolyn Pinta. Carolyn is a teacher, mother, and activist from the northwest suburbs of Chicago who is known for her ability to get the job done when it comes to making good trouble. Her biggest accomplishment is acting as director of the Pinta Pride Project and BG Pride, her family's nonprofit that has brought three pride parades of thousands to the village of Buffalo Grove. Carolyn works for many democratic causes, but by far honoring her bisexual teenage daughter by fighting for the rights of the LGBTQIA community is her biggest passion. Carolyn and her family have been featured in the Chicago Tribune, on the Today Show, and in many interviews, publications, and podcasts. Hi, Carolyn. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, so I know we have I, I have a few questions about your, you and your family. So let's get started by if you can just tell me a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go from there. Sure, absolutely. I am from the northwest suburbs of Chicago. I'm 43 years old, and I actually haven't uh, moved five miles, really, from Mm. where I was born. So I pretty much have been here my whole life, except for going to college. I am a teacher. I've been teaching Spanish at the middle school level for 22 years now. Wow. Um, My my husband is also a teacher, so big... uh, Big educators. That's awesome. And uh, we met student teaching, so we have have had the same amount of years of experience. And we have one daughter who is mm-hmm. 15, mm-hmm. who is a sophomore at her father's high school right now, and her name is Molly. Great. Um, and other than uh, teaching Spanish, I am a activist, mm-hmm. an activist for, for different causes. Wonderful, wow. Okay, so you say, so you're an educator as, lo- as well as your husband. Did you always yes. wanna be an educator? You know, I I really always kind of had that idea in my mind. Uh, okay. By the time I was in middle school, I knew for sure. I wasn't sure what I wanted to teach, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to be a teacher. Huh. Okay, yeah, I mean, I read that in seventh grade, you helped run a Friday night program called Lighted Schoolhouse. What was that program about, and how long did it last? Or is it still running? Actually, it is still running. Oh, wow. At, um, the, the middle school that I teach at is right down the road from, from the middle school that I attended. So I know it's still going on. Mm-hmm. And it started as an opportunity for middle school students to have a place to go on a Friday night um, oh. where they would be in the school building okay. um, and be able to participate in different activities, whether there was maybe a dance going in the cafeteria or they could play basketball in the gym. Mm-hmm. And really, it's working on this whole project was one reason I think that led me to teach middle school. And that's because I was a very awkward middle schooler. Mm. I know most middle schoolers are, (laughs) whether they be Uh there or not. But Mm -hmm. I I had a real rough time with being picked on, being Mm. left out. I didn't have a lot of friends. And the principal at the time recognized students like that and Mm -hmm. invited them in to be a part of planning this lighted schoolhouse. Wow. Um, And the way that the principal did this for me and allowed me to meet other people, um, it really made me think, wow, someday I want to go back to middle school and make that positive experience for other kids. That's amazing. And I love that it's still running. After all, that's incredible. 
I don't know too many yeah. high, uh, middle school programs that, you know, have that kind of lifespan, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, really sure. awesome that you started something, you know, just so you could have somewhere to go and be with your peers and, and do something fun. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Okay, and so in high school, you helped the peer helpers open a drop-in center. What what was that drop-in center for? Um, it was really kind of a peer-to-peer social work kind of situation huh. Huh. where, you know, any, any student that had an issue or a problem that maybe didn't want to go speak to an adult could come to our drop-in center and talk about that issue. It mm. could be anything from an issue with um, a significant other to struggling in a class hmm. to struggling at home with parents and just be able to come and talk to somebody who was also a student, but not a friend, mm-hmm. somebody that could be a listening ear. So uh, I was one of the students that was involved in being able to find a space in the building where that could happen on a consistent basis. And I know they are still doing that program today. It's That's incredible. Great. Wow. I mean, look at you starting all of these amazing programs and it's still going. That's so cool. Well, I think it, at that point, there were adults inviting me to be involved. Oh, but okay. they definitely encouraged me to be the person creating things for kids to be involved in as an mm, adult. That's awesome. And then in college, you were president of your acapella group. How was that experience? And do you still participate in something like that? Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Pitch Perfect. Yes, of Those course. adorable movies that came out. Of course. But uh, a lot of that is truth. Huh. <laughs> kids that are involved in acapella, uh-huh. we really do. We traveled all over the country singing. Mm. Um, I, I was the kind of kid that didn't have a lot of girlfriends, friends mm. who were girls. Mm-hmm. So th- this was a group. There were 14 of us. And um, it gave me the opportunity to be really close with all of these girls. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never would have thought of myself as someone who could lead this group. Mm -hmm. But someone else in the group who was graduating told me that she thought I would do a good job of it and asked me to run for that position. Mm. Um, So I ended up leading that group for three years along with whoever the business manager was. And that's really cool. Times ever, honestly, really? the laugh. I don't think about it a lot because mm-hmm. it makes my heart hurt <laughs> mm. to think about those times traveling around with those girls. Wow. Do you still keep in contact with any of them? Many of them. Yeah. Oh wow, that's wild. So I, I, so have you thought about getting together and just doing more acapella somewhere? Um, not a cappella, but I have been involved in our community theater here in Buffalo Grove. Oh, um, okay. And my daughter and I, my daughter sings as well. We've done a couple of shows together here. Uh-huh. So I don't think I would ever, I mean, that was almost like a professional level, touring around and mm. making CDs. And I, I will never do that. <laughs> um, but for fun, absolutely. Wow, that was that's, that's so cool. Okay, so we're, we're doing all of that. What were you hoping to gain from all of those experiences? Uh, I guess just the experience of leading a crowd, hmm. however it may be, um, and and helping other people to find their past their passions. That's really um, which awesome. worked very well as going into education for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, for sure, because you are, you know, you definitely know how to lead after doing all of these uh, programs and and setting up, creating these programs. 
and then passing the torch basically to others. That is right. so cool. Oh my gosh. Okay, right. so okay, so you are the director of the Pinta Pride Project and BG, I guess, Buffalo Grove Parade. Um, can you tell me what the Pinta Pride Project is and how was that created? What inspired you to create this? Sure, absolutely. Well, I would say this this whole thing happened, well, first, I've always had um, a lot of gay people in my life, people mm. who are members of the LGBTQ community. My very best friend from college, who was in that acapella group that I told you about mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. Um, is gay and married and, and has little children. Mm. My husband's brother um, is married and, and is gay. And we attended his wedding uh-huh. right when uh, gay marriage was legal across the country in 2015. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And at that time, my daughter was going to be entering my school because she we're all in the same district mm-hmm. in the fall. And of course, we had a wonderful time at her uncle's wedding. And we started talking about how to us, it's so natural to be part of the gay community and to celebrate gay people and that their marriages are equal and everything's the same. And how upsetting it is to know that her uncle had really struggled in school um, Mm. back in the 80s and didn't have a place to belong. So long story short, there are many um, gay straight alliance and like groups in the high schools around here, but not in the middle school. Hmm. And so she and I met with my principal, who was going to be her principal, and asked to help us set up the process of starting the first Gay Stray Alliance at our middle school. Wow. So it was a long process Uh because we really were the first middle school right in this area to do it. But the exciting part is that once we started, I can name 15 schools now in the area, this is four years later, that have one at a middle school. And it's not a fight anymore to get it. And if Uh you think about it, these middle school kids are the ones that really need it. Yep. They're the Mm -hmm. ones that are really developing themselves, right? Yes. So we did that, not even necessarily expecting that any of the students would come out in the club, but just that it would be visible for support in our school. Mm -hmm. Well, many of my daughter's friends came out, including Mm. my daughter. Wow. (laughs) So she came out right before she was 12. Uh. And uh, we're very lucky that that was a very joyful experience for us. Because again, you know, it's just always been a part of our lives. So we attended, there is a city called Aurora that is about an hour from here, and we attended their first Pride Parade. And Molly and I actually got to march in that parade with another local organization, Uh which was, yeah, it it was just an awesome experience. Um, And Molly carried a sign talking about how she had been the founding member of her school's GSA. Mm. And at that time, she was only out to her father and I, Mm -hmm. but the crowd was calling to her, Molly, good for you. Molly, that's so great. Oh, I'm going to do that at my school too. Hmm. And it gave her such confidence and such a positive feeling about herself that Mm -hmm. she suddenly was really just fine being out. And we started throwing around the idea of Buffalo Grove throwing its own pride parade. Because at that time, we did not have anything. There was just the one Aurora parade and the Chicago parade, and that was it in Illinois. Mm -hmm. So I said, what the heck? You know, let's do this. And I told her, I will help you raise all the money you need and do everything you need. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping you will come out publicly and tell your story Mm. and and ask for people to donate to your cause. Mm -hmm. That would make it really meaningful that there's a 12-year-old asking for this. Yeah. And that was the beginning of everything. We made a recording of my daughter coming out, which you can find on the Internet. I did Uh, hear that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. And then. 
Oh, started a uh, GoFundMe uh-huh. and raised five thousand dollars in the first five days. It just was Whoa. like wildfire. It was so Whoa. you could tell that this was something that other people wanted and needed. What was your goal for uh, the the goal to raise? Mm-hmm. We we started with a goal of twenty thousand dollars. And then as we began to get closer to the event, we began to meet with the village more and more about a safety plan. Uh It became apparent that we were going to need it. For example, um, they have, gosh, how to even describe them. They're like bars that you can put along a parade route to keep the crowd safe Mm. and away from the parade path. And so they're like fences. Okay. We found out that we would have to rent those for the entire way, and that was going to be an extra piece of money. Mm. So in the end, we had to raise about forty. Whoa! And did we, you raise it? We did it. Oh my goodness, um, that's wonderful. That's when, that's when we founded the nonprofit. Wow! So that's when the Pride Project came to be because we started throwing events and uh-huh. raising money, and uh-huh. people kept saying to us, you know, people will really feel better about donating to you if they know you're a nonprofit. There'll be more opportunity for you to raise funds. Right. So we went ahead and filed for that. That's amazing. What an incredible story. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah, and I read that in 2018, I, I read this article about your GoFundMe page, and that is really amazing that within five days you had, you had five thousand dollars, and you and you were able to raise the total amount. That's incredible. Weren't we so lucky? <sighs> oh yes. my gosh! Oh wow, that, that's really um, uh, okay. And also, I mean, yeah, I saw the video of Molly like talking about coming out, uh-huh. and I was just Little blown away. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was blown away at twelve. You know, I, I, I was so impressed by her and, and just, oh, you. that you know, knowing at 12 who she is, you know, and I love what she said, but, you know, equating, uh, equating a 12-year-old female who has crushes with boys and with her oh. is just with girls. And I'm like, okay, right. it's plain and simple, you know. <laughs> right. And, but, it, but then you compare it to, like, how other people see it as like why must it be so complicated it's not it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be I think you hit the nail on the head exactly that's one of the biggest questions you get about about teens that are gay how do they know how do they know I don't know about you I knew that I was straight by the time I was five I had a crush on the next morning exactly 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 the same It's, it's natural Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, kudos to her and knowing her voice that is so powerful in that video of her owning herself. You know, that's amazing. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I mean, was it Molly's idea to record that message and air it or was it from talking with you about her coming out? I honestly don't remember the exact (laughs) origin of it. Uh Um, It it was likely me because I doubt she would come up with the idea. She didn't understand social media Mm. when she was 12 and Mm -hmm. how it would work. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a part of our nonprofit has has taught her Mm -hmm. all about social media and how to use it. So I I would say for sure that that was my idea. Um, So in essence, Molly became... The, the model, the spokes model, the spokesperson. Yeah. And to a certain degree, she still is today. Oh, my um, gosh. She, she's the face of our organization. When when we have to speak, um, mm-hmm. we always have her do it because we think she, obviously, you know, she is the one that's a part of the community. Mm-hmm. And it's the most powerful coming from her being oh a gosh. young person. Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, 
coming from an Asian family, Asian Jewish family, is like, you oh. know, yeah. So it's like, you know, in, in the Asian culture, being gay is like not condoned at all. Yeah. Or, or like it's it's a disappear. Like you don't you don't yeah. ever talk about it. You don't ever, sure. you know, own it. So, I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of it has changed over the years, but, you know, from within my own experience of it, uh, you know, being surrounded by either friends or family around, it, no, it's not even talked about. So it's like really incredible that for Molly to just say, nope, this is who I am, you know, and I, I wish more kids who do feel the same way would would say, yeah, you know what, that's who I am. I'm good, you know. You're bringing up a really important point. Mm. Um, And I would say we we do have an Asian community here in Buffalo Grove, but we have a very large both Russian and Indian community. Mm. And I'm sure that you know that those two communities as Mm -hmm. well, of course there are accepting families. But the overall thing is, no, it's not something that's accepted. So I feel that in our community it's so important. Mm. I happen to personally know kids in both of these cultures mm-hmm. that are not accepted at home. Mm-hmm. And that's why this project being so loud and out there is so important. Because oh even if they're not able to get the support at home, right. they know there's tons of support out in the world. Yes. So that's such a great point you bring up. I love that. Oh, my gosh. And I also saw the segment on the Today Show you know, where Molly was interviewed and then Nina West from RuPaul's Drag Race comes out. <laughs> that was so cool. You know, and was then she, uh, like the luckiest. Were we the luckiest people <laughs> on the planet? That's amazing. When I'm having a bad day, I rewatched the video. <laughs> it was, <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, she's a huge personality and, and just like being there with you, you know, supporting your cause. And and I just love Molly's look like, is this really happening? What's going yeah. on here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so cool. And and that she uh, she was so generous in donating a $5,000 grant towards the Pinto Pride Project. Yeah. I mean, how, how was that for you guys? You know, is that something that you even thought would even happen, you know? Had you got, you know, as you got more popular, we we couldn't believe it. I mean, mm. we couldn't believe we heard from the Today Show. <laughs> like out. Oh yeah, how did that so we happen? We're not expecting that, and I mean, how, oh my gosh, we weren't <laughs> expecting that end of it. And also, you know, just to speak to Nino West's uh, yeah. generosity, mm. she has continued to support us from afar. Um, wow. Every Christmas, she chooses. She does like the twenty five days of Christmas, and uh-huh. she chooses LGBTQ organizations <gasps> to donate a thousand dollars to around Christmas. She has done that for us. That's amazing. Um, she is right now supposed to come next June and be the grand marshal of our parade. Really? But excitingly for her, she's been cast in the touring Broadway production of Hairspray. Oh. So we can't really be upset with her if she can't make it because oh we're gosh. so happy for her. Yeah, of course. But oh my gosh. She's awesome. Maybe she'll just send a video or, you know, or, or something. <laughs> that would be awesome. Exactly. So wait, okay, so tell me about how did the Today Show find out about your project? Um, we had been so lucky when she made that first video, Molly, on the internet, it really went viral Mm. and they're always looking for a good story, a positive story, right? Everything Mm -hmm. is always so negative. Mm -hmm. So we were seeing ourselves in newspapers around the world, (laughs) like in French, little girl in Illinois does yada yada in the United States. So so I really think that, um, the media picked it up, but Uh 
specifically, there was one article that NBC News Chicago did, or not Chicago, New York, did about her story that mm-hmm. was in the online magazine. And my guess is that they saw um, that we were having the parade and did a little research mm. because I just randomly ended up with an email from a producer oh from my the gosh. show in my inbox. <laughs> wow. So, That's wild. not believe it. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, in her lifetime for sure. (laughs) That's incredible. Well, I I mean, oh my gosh, and I'm so glad that you're getting this project is getting so much support and and exposure because it's so needed, especially for you know middle aged kids. You know, as as you know, as as most people should know, I think we all went through middle school, so I totally get it. You know. Right. Um, middle school was not that bad for me, but I was lucky. I got lucky yeah. because I had a group of friends who we all stuck, kind of all stuck together. So, oh. you know, it was just like, and, and the funny thing is, high school was the same way. And we're all from different nationalities, you know. Oh. I have, and, and we still talk. We're all, I mean, they're my best friends, you know. So we actually just saw two of, I just saw two of them. Um, while I was visiting, while I'm visiting in New York. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so uh, incredible. That is rare. That's awesome. Yeah. To still have that group from so long ago. Yeah, I mean, I really, you know, I'm sure so many value their friendships. And and for me, it's just, I keep myself connected with my people. And they are my my people. (laughs) So it's, it's just amazing that, you know, especially for... For kids who are going through a rough time or and not being supported at home, you need that. You need that connection. So I'm glad right. that you know Molly found her voice and and she now you know with your help and the fundraising, you know you've created this safe haven for them. You know. Thank you. Oh my well, gosh. and and it was such a wonderful thing for her to experience. And the interesting part, though, is that my daughter is not a child who needs. Um, this, um, the extra outside support because she is so lucky to have a family that is, um, so accepting. Mm, (laughs) So mm -hmm. really, you know, this has really turned to become a passion for my husband and I more, um, into supporting other parents whose children have come out through this journey. And Molly really has, has stepped away a little bit. She's a very oh. serious student. She's very into her studies. Mm-hmm. Um, she Her dream is to go to an Ivy League college on the East Coast. She really oh, wants to cool. go to Columbia in New York. Oh, of so course. she's got her head down in the books. Wow. And, you know, she'll, she'll attend what we need her to attend. But really, her dad and I have taken this whole thing over. And it's our life's work mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to help and connect other people. Wow. So did did Molly coming out as gay change your relationship with her or was it always so open and supportive no matter what, you know, no matter who she is? I don't think that coming out changed our relationship at all. Mm-hmm. It was very natural and normal and fine. What's interesting is what did change our relationship is that I'd say, oh, maybe a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. Molly started to realize this is who I am. It's mm-hmm. no big deal to me. Mm-hmm. I'm ready not to be the center of attention. Oh. And it's funny that that uh, video for when she was a little girl that uh-huh. you saw when she was 11 and she spoke to everybody. Uh-huh. She hates that video. Really? <laughs> I think she's so adorable and yeah. so amazing. And, 
you know, she's 15. She's a teenager. So she she doesn't (laughs) want to see that. She's really funny. She looks back at like some of the pictures of her in the media. Uh Uh She's a teenager. She's Uh a normal teenager. Yep. You know, so that's where we've had a little bit of family flack in Mm. deciding what her role should be in this project. Mm -hmm. And her father and I wanting to be um, very accepting of whatever she wants it to be and not be pushy about it. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but making her understand that, you know, you are a spokesperson of our Mm -hmm. nonprofit and it's important for you to do this work to help other people. Right. So really it's been an interesting, um, balance. Mm. Molly is right now in her second year of being a youth ambassador for the human rights campaign. That's amazing. She's wow. so lucky. Oh, my goodness. The connection oh she's gosh. made doing love, all this. She's so lucky. I love um, Human Rights Watch, and I love that whole organization. It's just incredible. They wow. are. They are just amazing. So she has gotten to meet uh, kids across the country who have uh, done similar things. Maybe uh, they haven't thrown a parade, but they were the one that was on the Ellen show coming out. You know, so wow. she, she's met all these kids that have really been in the spotlight because of their cause. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it's been such a cool experience for her. But I think when she's done with her three years uh, with the human rights campaign, that she will continue to just concentrate on school. And mm-hmm. she really wants to work with animals. Oh. So that's, that's going to be her next journey. Wow. Does she for want to sure. become a vet- veterinarian? She says she could never be a vet because okay. she couldn't handle having to put animals to sleep. Oh, me too. Yeah, same <laughs> but, here. Yeah. Yeah. She loves exotic animals, especially. We have many animals in our home uh-huh. from a snake to frogs oh. to dogs and cats. We have a very full zoo in our home. <laughs> um, so she definitely wants to work with animals in some capacity. That's cool. That's very cool. And, and you know, it's... <laughs> I think it's so cool because she's very accepting of all types of, of you know, living things. <laughs> For <like>, sure. <laughs> the real creepy ones. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, did you have an aha moment when you realized that you had to create the Pinta Pride Project? Um, I think for sure it was just the response from the community mm. and the people that were reaching out. I can't tell you how many parents I have spoken to over the last three years since this whole thing happened mm-hmm. that will ju- I will receive messages and texts and voicemails and Facebook messages. Um, you know, I'm going through this too. Mm. Can you connect me with others? And, and because we have... Um, made a name for ourselves and been able to meet so many people. We have so many resources to connect Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And so that that was definitely the moment that I knew that this is work we have to do because we are able to connect other people to help them feel better. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, I mean, I'm so bowled over by your daughter for sure, you know, (laughs) But, you know, seeing the 12-year-old and then hearing about her now being a teenager and having to do her own teenage things. I mean, okay. I mean, of course, you know, she has to go through all of those stages. And that's that's really, you know, that's part of growing up, part of her, of who she is and with her identity. Um, I think it's it's amazing how she has crafted her own way of owning her life where, you know, she doesn't have to 
um, compromise for anything. That's really that's really amazing, especially for a young person. You know, absolutely. Um, and I mean, I my daughter has friends who you know, I'm and who are who have gone through different stages and different um, stages of how they want to be known as, and a lot for for some of them it hasn't been easy. And I I really felt for them because, you know, if my daughter came out, you know, saying, and my, my husband and I, my husband more so, it's really funny because, you know, he actually said to her one day, when I think probably middle school, and saying, you know, it's okay for you to like boys. It's okay for you to like girls. You know, just Aww. let us know. You know, say that if you That's ever want to date, yeah, if you ever just, you know, just so long as you're happy, if you ever want to date, uh, we would not be upset if you decide you want to, you know, um, do date um, boys or girls, whatever will make you happy. And she just looked at him and said, Dad, <laughs> I, like, I think I'm good. <laughs> I uh-huh. like, <laughs> I'm sure you got a little eye roll too. Uh, oh, but yeah. Someday, oh, yeah. For sure. You know, you'll get the, I'm hoping for the someday, mm-hmm. you know, that, that we'll get the, wow, it mm-hmm. was really cool that, that you went on this journey with me. I, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. When we get past the teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> and you will. Don't, don't worry about that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, is there someone or people that you would give credit to for where you are now? You know, being this, I guess, I mean, a steward of of this amazing project, you know, for your daughter. But even before then, like, you know, having all of these experiences of being a leader, of being an organizer, you know, uh, can you, uh, so I'm sure, but I want to find out, like, who you would credit for where you are now. Absolutely. Well, I would name a few folks, two being my parents, mm. who always encouraged me to, I mean, it was never a question of, you're a girl, so you're not going to do the things the boys do. I was going to go to college. I was going to have a career. Um, and I have a father who has finally has retired but worked over 50 years at his company Mm -hmm. um, and and really taught me the value of sticking and being loyal to a Mm -hmm. job and to a place Um, so that for sure but as far as activism and Mm -hmm. anything social justice related I have a dear friend named Sarah Konishnik who is somebody else I'd love to connect you with Mm. who is in the gun violence prevention movement and I first met Sarah in 2016 right after Trump was elected and Sarah was was holding women's huddles and um big working on moms demand action oh wow that's where I first met her and became a part of her chapter she was the lead of a chapter of a town near me so I became her membership person and helping people uh, to get involved in the organization and she taught me to use my voice Mm. and she taught me that if I used it and I was loud and proud helping these social justice causes that other people would feel that they should get involved too Mm -hmm. and uh, I I tell her this all the time still she's the one that made me a loud mouth Mm -hmm. in a good way though make good trouble right yeah exactly exactly so 
she and I both were with Moms Demand Action for a while. I actually started the chapter, the Buffalo Grove chapter of Moms Demand Action, which I ran for only maybe seven or eight months because that's when I started Pride Mm. and was able, thankfully, to pass it off to two other wonderful leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and Sarah has moved on to work with um, an organization for Sandy Hook now, although we both are still members of Moms Demand Action. But she was the one person that just had that voice, and I wanted to, I wanted to do the same. Wow. And I have so learned from her how to put things together mm. and how not to be scared to do something. Um, actually, I, I'm thinking I'll probably be with her tomorrow. The loudmouth that I am, we are throwing <laughs> um, a women's march tomorrow. I'm sure that you've heard tomorrow there will be marches yes. all over the country. Yes, yes. So we're hold, holding one here in our town. Um, I should say I'm holding one here in our town because I am the one holding it on the big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but looks like we'll have at least 200 people, depending on the weather. You know, you can never tell. Uh, to come together and speakers to raise our voices to the cause. And I just have kind of learned you don't really have to know how to do something. Mm-hmm. You just have to jump in and try to do it. Yep, so, for sure. And you learn who you need to work with and you make the plans and you mm-hmm. can make it happen. Yeah. And I for sure learned that from Sarah. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. So can you mention a time when you thought you needed to do something that could affect your life and others? So many times, but hmm. I guess I, I would say one of them was definitely when I first joined Moms Demand Action. Hmm. It was after, you know, there have been so many horrific shootings in our country. Yes. And I rem- remember, of course, being really affected by Sandy Hook oh, and the children yes. in that school. Oh my gosh, and yes. to speak of it. Oh, yes. my God. Hmm. It was the beginning of the destruction of our country. But it was when that shooting happened in Las Vegas, where those oh, people were at a yes. concert. Right. And I just couldn't take it anymore. And I remember reaching out to Sarah and saying, I need to get involved in your group right now. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and went and joined. And, wow. and that was the moment when I needed, I need, I knew I needed to do my part Yep. Yeah. Um, to open my mouth wow. for our children. It's interesting that you say that because I didn't, I was never really, I always wrote about social justice issues, humanitarian issues, you know, but then when um, you know, between all the shootings and Sandy Hook definitely affected me and, and, the, and the one in, in Miami and just like, yes. oh my gosh, all of that. And then when former President Trump decided to separate mothers from their oh. kids, I was oh. like, okay, that's it. You know, so I got involved with, um, I was living in Long Island and and in New York, and I got together with some girlfriends who invited me to become a part of ATLE, which is Action Together Long Island. And we were out on the street, you know, like having signs saying, you know, say, um, you can't separate mothers from children. And, you know, so my husband and I were out there and we were just like, you know what, We, we need to do something. We cannot get this we can't, this this can't go on, you know. So I was just like, you know, I can't. I can't just sit by and say, okay, that's another story. No, it's not. It's, yeah. it's a human story. It's yeah. mothers and children. How do you, what kind of person would, would do that, <laughs> you know? What, we know exactly uh, what kind I of know, person, but I know. I'm with you. You know, and it's, it's just, such a helpless uh, feeling, isn't it? Yes, holy to, cow. To know that, 
these people are going through this. And I mean, My what, goodness. what could you, well, you know what we can yes. do. We can elect more right. Democrats. Yes. We can yes. Do. yes. And more women. And yeah. more women because, Absolutely. oh, geez, you know, and, and I have to hand it, you know, for, for you have a daughter who's, who has a voice and I have a daughter who definitely has a voice and she's like, I never really had to like get her into my corner because she has her own, you know, she was already out there, like, you know, sharing everything and, and being vocal. Awesome. And then I'm like, that's awesome. You know, it's like you do what you're, what you're passionate about and, and, you know, but I think because she sees what I do and what we as a family are so committed again uh, to fighting against inju- any form of injustice, you know, it's just like, no, <laughs> it's like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna put up with that. So, but yes. it, it's, it's just, you know, when you were talking about moms to band action, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, it's it, it, like, it, it's that we have so many things that we need to work on in this country right and we can we just we just have to do it you know right so gotta keep the uh, pressure on yes absolutely well thank you for for sharing that um so when you're not doing when you're not busy with the pinta pride project and your other um initiatives what do you like to do you know is is there something you haven't done that you would like to try and i mean i could Mm -hmm. also as a goal like a personal goal wow that is a really good question. <laughs> um, I am I am a very lucky person that I am so satisfied with the life I lead. I have a wonderful husband who really is my best friend, mm. and I'm a, a very um, gosh I'm a homebody. Hmm. I like to be at home on the couch with my dogs. <laughs> uh, my husband and I love the end of the day when we can sit at the kitchen table and share a drink. Hmm. Um, I So I really am a simple person. I, I once thought that I would like to run for office. Oh. And I did run for a village trustee position in Buffalo Grove, uh-huh. which thank goodness I did not get because <laughs> I'm way too partisan a person. Uh. Um, and it was not the right leadership role for me but I think I have for sure learned I'm the person who should be behind the people Mm. I should be helping the people to get elected I am not to be the electee and I will continue to do that Hmm. for as long as I possibly can wow that's awesome yeah personal goals no keep keep doing it keep helping Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what are your goals for the Pinta Pride Project uh, my husband and I would like to make sure that there is a pride parade in Buffalo Grove mm-hmm. every June until we are no longer able to walk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I we'll pass that. it off to somebody else. I love that. That's amazing. I, I, that's so cool. Okay. And, and you will. I'm sure you'll get it done. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, we will. Wow. And is, so if, um, is there a way for others to get involved with the Pinda Pride Project? Definitely. Um, We have a website if they're interested just to hear about the story or to make a donation Mm -hmm. at PintaPrideProject.com. But really the place where we do the most of our interaction is a uh, Facebook page that is just called BG Pride. Mm -hmm. It has 4,500 members that are really in in the local area, the Chicago suburbs. Mm -hmm. And that is where the day-to-day action happens. 
um, every single day, there are multiple posts of people helping each other. You know, my student is this identity and where is the best place for them to shop for homecoming? Hmm. Or, you know, my daughter is, you know, such and such gender identity and Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a therapist that specializes in this. Hmm. So that's, that's the best place, um, as far as we're concerned to get involved probably is on that, uh, that Facebook page. Okay. Okay. That's great to know. Okay. And so what does the future hold for Carolyn? The, the future holds, let's see, I'm in 22 years of teaching. So I have 12 more years of teaching wow. <laughs> that I'm counting, but <laughs> um, I want to help my husband realize his dream of, he has a side job. He's a woodworker mm-hmm. and he builds a myriad of items. So he works out of our garage right now. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be able to be able to fund him having an actual workshop. Mm. So being able to do that for him and spending time with friends, family and animals. Mm. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. So is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners? Be as open and accepting as you can. And it's not enough to be that way inside. Please show it on the outside. And what mm. I mean by that is every day that you possibly can, find a way to wear rainbow. Oh. Have an ally sticker on your car. If you're a teacher, oh my goodness, it's of utmost importance to display something in your classroom. It could be a safe zone sticker. It could be a small rainbow flag. Mm. Um, you just never know when the person who needs to see it is going to see it. And I can't tell you how many people that are involved in our organization will say, oh, I was at the grocery store the other day and somebody was walking next to me and saw the buffalo with the rainbow on my car. And they said to me, I want you to know that I can't tell anybody in my life that I'm gay, but I am. So thank you for having that sticker, you know, so anytime you can. It's not enough just to think it. You have to say it and be it and live it. That's what I would say. Wow. And what can you say to young people who might want to get involved with Pinta Pride Project? Um, I would say reach out through the Facebook page or through the website, and you can find our email on there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be difficult if you're not in the local area mm-hmm. uh, of the Chicago area to uh, actually attend events. Mm-hmm. But, um, gosh, we certainly would welcome parents from other states to we have a virtual parent support group once a month Mm -hmm. um, that we've been doing on Zoom because of COVID. But we're going to keep that up because Mm -hmm. um, it's allowed people that wouldn't be able to make the meetings to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, and, and for kids, too, I would encourage any student who does not have an acceptance club or an equality club or a coexist club at their school to get it started. Wow. Thank you for that. And um, hmm, if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would that be? Oh, my gosh. Ah, oh, that's such a hard one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. I can't come up with something off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. Is that crazy? I guess be um, be confident that I guess if I go back to my middle school years, which mm-hmm. were miserable sometimes, mm. just say it will get better. It wow. will get better. <laughs> okay. And would that 
be the same thing you'd say to your younger self if you could go back in time? At that stage, absolutely, yes. Wow, mm. oh, I love it. And, oh, my gosh, I, can I tell you, I am so glad that um, we got connected through May because I love her, and she's just oh, an amazing person. And, you she's know. She's a ray of sunshine. She really is. She's just all about love. I, I love it. And, you know, I, I love hearing your stories and, and so, so impressed by Molly, you know, I hope to one day meet her. <laughs> that would you. be awesome. Oh, and I know you. she's got her own life to lead and all that stuff. But, you know, just to know that a young person can feel safe and confident enough to say, you know, this is who I am. And just, you know, that, accept me for who I am. That's really beautiful. Um, but, oh, my gosh. Well, Carolyn, thank you for spending some time with me, and I wish you so much luck with the Pinda Pride Project. Thank and you. And I really hope you have, like you said, you know, hold more pride parades until you can't walk anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, you know, because why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. And maybe it'll blossom into going into different states, you know, different uh, um, cities in your in your state. And it has that would already. Be awesome. Oh, really? It has already. Absolutely. Yeah. That's we awesome. Had, since we did ours, um, uh, Waukegan, so about three, 30 minutes from us. Hmm. Yes. I could name five more that have popped up since we did it. So wow. Absolutely. That's incredible. You know, coming from one, uh, coming from one child who decided that she needed to do, she wanted uh, her own pride parade in her, in her town. Yes. So for definitely always, always give Aurora that, you know, they did it and they did it beautifully and we will go to their parade every year. Wow. So they, they pass the baton and we mm -hmm. keep passing it. We're, we're all going to keep passing it for sure. Wow. Well, thank you again for being so generous with your time. I wish you so much luck with um, the Pride Project and keep me posted with whatever, you know, um, the other initiatives that you're doing. Um, and Thank you for, for sharing your story about Molly and and for having such a, an amazing young woman as your daughter. You know, that's oh, really cool. Thank you. And, thank you. Uh, okay, well, I'm sure we will keep in touch. And um, with that, have a good day. Thank you. You too. Okay. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Carolyn Pinta on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note, I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman.